Tonight going out is out. Wingstop is up in the flavor of your cruise night in. So get lemon pepper, OG hot, mango habanero, or any of Wingstop's legendary flavors. Introducing Wingstop's Big Night In Bundle. 25 boneless wings and your choice of three craveable flavors and three delicious dips, all for just $15.99. At participating locations, only at Wingstop. Order online at wingstop.com and let DoorDash deliver your flavor. Just choose delivery at checkout and get at it. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome. I am so glad to be speaking to you today about stress and anxiety. I know plenty of people experience this, and when I was doing the research, I was just floored by the facts. So, again, welcome. As I like to say, throw confetti in the air (laughs) because there's always a reason to celebrate. And if we look closely enough, we can always find something to be grateful for. So practice the art of gratitude on a daily basis. Also, if you have questions uh, during this podcast and maybe you're a little bit shy, no worries. You can go to my Instagram, which is Tia underscore Johnson underscore. There's an image there. New podcast alert is the image. And you can post your questions or comments there. And even if you're listening to this on the go, you can still post it because I will keep those pictures up. And also, if you're in my uh, spiritual and empowerment living group, you can post your questions and comments there. Okay, our guest today is also in that group, so you will be able to continue the conversation there. Woo! So, April is Physical Stress uh, Awareness and Women Helping Women to Heal Month. So, I think this is really huge because, as I was saying earlier, stress just leads to so much more things. And I understand that there are different levels uh, regarding stress. You know, there's the the day-to-day type of stress, and then there's the, oh, my gosh, you know, what I'm going to do type of stress. And also, you know, because I'm all about women helping women, I thought it'd be really cool to have more of that on. So before we get into all that jazz, I want to introduce our guest for today. All right. So Majette Reyes. She is a pre-licensed professional mental health therapist who helps veterans with PTSD. She is also a women's empowerment diva girl franchisee, and she is a mompreneur. Yes, she is a mother. She is the mother of a beautiful baby girl. Well, she's not a baby anymore. <laughs> she's getting older, but you know, there always be babies to, to the mom. <laughs> she is a yoga and Zumba teacher, and she's my friend. Majette, how are you? I'm very good, Tia. I'm so happy to be back. I love your show, um, and we had such a blast um, uh, on the last time that you had me on, and that's my first time ever on a podcast. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy to be back. Thanks for having me again. 
<laughs> well, thank you for coming. And, you know, I, I thought who better to talk about this topic because I know that you deal with that uh, in your practice. And I know that, you know, someone who has PTSD, you know, they're going to have stress and anxiety, you know, and everything else in between. So I just want to just give a few facts here. So I went on, this is actually uh, GoStress.com. And it has their global organization for stress, and they just have some facts here. So this is from uh, 2016. According to this website, 75% of adults reported experiencing moderate to high levels of stress in the past month, and nearly half reported that their stress has increased in the past year. And they have that quote from the American Psychological Association. Approximately one out of 75 people may experience panic disorder, and that's from the National Institutes of Mental Health. All right, and this one really uh, floored me. Stress is a top health concern for U.S. teens between ninth and 12th grade. Psychologists say that if they don't learn healthy ways to manage that stress now, it could have serious long-term health implications, according to the American Psychological Association. And I thought that was really interesting because I actually I was just having a conversation with my friend earlier today about high school. High school can be uh, stressful, but I didn't realize it was that big of an issue. So, Majed, in in your practice, how do you see people try to deal with stress? Yeah, um, it is. There are a lot of people who are stressed um, from their jobs, money stresses, um, or at home, and Most of the people I see, they're very anxious. Um, There are three types of people who I usually um, work with, and they are people who have anxiety, who also have depression, and um, have PTSD. And, And it all comes from, you know, how their brain and how their brain works can handle um, slight stresses and has great coping mechanisms and they know what they need to do when they start feeling stressed. And there are some people who get really anxious. A little bit of stress or something just didn't go the way they wanted to go um, can trigger them into a panic attack or a nervous breakdown or put them into depression or, you know, um, get really, really anxious. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a lot that happens. Um, so, and the reason why I have the topic, you know, as an empath, how to deal with stress and anxiety as an empath is because empaths feel on a different level. So they are people mm-hmm. who feel on a different and deeper level, actually, so for for someone who can't watch the news because that's too much negative energy for them, for mm-hmm. someone who when they see, you know, those commercials about the dog who's sick or, you know, the child <laughs> in Africa, you know, that's like too much for them. They're just like, I cannot take this overload of emotions. And then, you know, they're at work, something happens, stress. They're driving home, something happens, stress. They're at home, something happens, stress. These yeah. Like um, I, yeah. No, um, 
like empath, like I didn't know I was, now I could say that I'm an empath and I could feel, you know, um, people's energy and absorb them. And, and now I realized that a few years ago that I cannot watch the news. You know, I cannot really, um, even reading books about, you know, about trauma, which I need to read, you know, or articles that I need to read. Like I had to take a step back and like stop doing that um, or pace myself, do it before, not before I go to bed, but in, in the middle of the day because it will affect me. And, um, and I didn't know that. I thought before when I was younger, you know, I was one of those people who watch TV and see a dog, a sick dog, or the children, and, you know, in third world countries, like, I would cry. And I was like, what is right. going on? Like, like, I can't do anything. I can't help them. I can't do anything. And, um, you know, and I didn't know that what, that was a characteristic of an empath. You know what I mean? So. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And and you brought up a, a really good point. Well, several good points. But one thing that uh, I really want to talk about is that timing of when you watch the news. So yeah. some people, we had, so there are different pockets of people. There are people who, like, I don't watch the news anymore at all, and I honestly don't blame them. And then there are people mm-hmm. who, like, you were just saying, you know, I watch it occasionally, but, you know, it still gets too much. But definitely don't watch it before bed. You're totally setting yourself up to have some crazy dreams and uncomfortable mm-hmm. sleepy habits. But <laughs> – yeah. What I have started to do is because, yeah, that's me too. If I see something or hear something that's very upsetting on the news, I just, I get angry. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's like I get triggered. It's just like, oh, my God, how could this happen to that child or that older person? What's wrong with the world? Like, I get so angry. So mm-hmm. what I started to do is uh, um, going back to what I used to do which is just having the apps on my phone. So I would have news apps on my phone, and I would get alerts only. So if it's something really, really, really important, like, uh, well, not the Amber Alert because that's already automatic on my phone, but if it's, like, something really important, something that happened, while it may be tragic, if it's something that's, like, a national issue or a region, whatever the case may be, I would get that. But the day-to-day things, no way. No way. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, a little – I guess, hack, if you will, for the empaths who want to be informed by the news. They don't know what to read because it could be a setup. You know, you can read something and then you see mm-hmm. another article and then, oh, my gosh, these wave of emotions are coming. So one way to deal with the news aspect um, would be to just download the apps, have it set to just alerts, and, and that's one way to avoid a lot of stress and anxiety over social issues that you don't want to know about, or at least you want to have mm-hmm. some knowledge, but not go too deep because it's too much for you. Uh, and you know what? If you even though if you don't watch the news, you will know what's going on in the world because of Facebook, because of social yep. media. So you know, to be honest with you, and I have no shame of it. I pretty much see what's going on in the world through Facebook. And, you know, like if somebody will post if it's really bad or if it's really popular, then it will be on it. And then and then I'll go look for more information regarding it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, people so, yeah, don't don't feel bad about it because some people will get guilt trip you. You're absolutely right, Majad. People will try to, you know, say, don't you want to be informed or, you know, that's mm-hmm. silly. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay, I want to stress mm-hmm. that. You know, because I don't mm-hmm. think 
you know, there's a new generation being born, you know, practically every day or however the mathematics work out. So don't, don't like write me like, Hey Tia, you're wrong. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, you know, there are new generations being born. So, you know, while we are educating people now, the next round of people, they don't know that it's called being an empath. So I want you to know and spread the message that there is nothing wrong with you. You just have this beautiful gift that allows you to experience emotions on a deeper level. And think about how many people would love to embrace emotions and really feel. So it's a cool gift. <laughs> when practice, yeah, right? I mean, I mean it, it is a gift, right? Not a lot of people can can um, can give empathy or or, or empath, and it is a gift. You're right. At the same time. It's um people would make fun of you like you're too sensitive you're too emotional you're you know you're thinking too much of it so but you're right at the end of the day it it is a gift so absolutely I'll keep that in mind yeah and we really do have to keep that in mind because that's the only way we're going to get through the day so I want to pull up some um anxiety uh. And then I want to talk about the triggers because I I think not too many people know about the triggers, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we're we're almost taught to have a stiff upper lip, just just keep chugging, keep 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 going, keep going, keep going, and it's like wait a minute, I don't have to do that because it's a trigger for me. For example, I know some people who don't do certain live stream platforms because. Of so many trolls, so they just like you know what it just triggers mm-hmm. something in me. I don't want any part of it. So I have here, and I want to let me tell you the website in case anyone wants to check it out. Anxiety and Depression Association of America, and I went to uh, facts and statistics, and they they wrote here uh, anxiety dis- disorders. Well, we were talking about the like that, but they have here anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., affecting. 40 million adults in the United States age 18 and older, or 18% of the population. Uh, they are the Anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only about one-third of those suffering receive treatment. And I think that's because they may not realize they're having anxiety. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to really, I want people to know that it's okay. You know, so don't let the term mental illness make you think, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't want to be one of those people, however you want to phrase those people. Like, I don't want to be labeled as crazy or something else because that's what I, I see when I read blog posts, people who are transparent about having anxiety, transparent about uh, being stressed, tend to say, you know, I thought I was crazy or people say I'm too sensitive or, you know, we don't talk about that in my family. We don't have, we don't get mental illness. You know, so I, I want this to be something that, can be a comfortable conversation so people can become aware so they learn how to deal with it. Um, And then it has here, people with an anxiety disorder are three to five times more likely to go to the doctor and six times more likely to be hospitalized for psychiatric disorders than those who do not suffer from anxiety disorders. So it's just, again, it's you just got to say, you know what, I'm going to treat this, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat this and it's okay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, like what you said, there are a lot of people who are actually walking around undiagnosed with um, an anxiety disorder. And, um, and it, there's really nothing to be ashamed of. And, and, you know, like I have, 
like I created this movement therapy thing you want because I wanted people to accept mental health care and, and people to normalize seeking help um, for your mental health. There is nothing wrong about it. Um, the stigma has to stop. And anxiety is a mental problem, mental health problem. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. And, you know, and people say, I'm stressed, I'm burned out. And that's okay to hear, right? Um, and people can say, I'm really anxious right now. And that's okay to hear. But these words are actual um, mental health words that people do experience and people do have. And these all happen <clears throat> Like, you become anxious, not because you just decided to become anxious. The root of it is from your past experience. Something had happened mm. here in the past that created this anxiety. Because there are triggers. You're right about the triggers. Um, you become anxious um, when there's a trigger. And then that trigger didn't just come, came out of the blue. The trigger came from something that happened to you in the past. A lot of it came from when you were a child, as you were growing up, or, you know, or your interaction with your caregiver, or it could be genetic as well. It could have been passed on from one generation to another. So it's, um, it, it's, it's something, anxiety is not something that you can just push under the rug. You really have to take care of it. Um, a lot of um, so I do have healthcare professionals come and see me because they are in a very high stressful um, jobs and and they also have told me uh, doctors and nurse practitioners practitioners had told me that they would have patients come to them and tell them that I have chest pains I'm having chest pains and they will do all this test. Um, you know, trying to see if they're having a heart attack or they are having any heart problems. There are no indications that they have any heart problems. And then what they really do need is, um, you know, uh, to talk to a counselor, to talk to a psychiatrist, to get a mental health checkup. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But Mm. the first thing that people do, um, and it's very common, people have always, uh, a lot of people will have a symptom of um, belly ache or um, or heartburn, and it usually comes when you're stressed, when you're anxious, um, and then they will go to their doctors and they could not figure out what, what is causing this. Some people will go to their doctors because they feel, you know, like chest pains and they couldn't breathe, and they thought uh, this is physical symptoms, but the root of it all um, may not be physical it could be their mental health. So, yeah, I hear this a lot from doctors and nurse practitioners who I see as clients, and they would tell me that I wish people know that some of their symptoms are not physical problems. Some of their symptoms by a mental health issue, um, they're either anxious or they're, they're more, there's more into it. They're not having a heart attack. They're not... Um, having, um, what do you call this, um, an ulcer or anything like that. It's nothing physical sometimes. Um, and and I can go on and on and on. But um, to make it short, um, to make it short now, I just want to let people know that when you start feeling this way, yes, go to the doctor and get checked. But your primary care physician or your nurse practitioner may tell you that, you know, um, 
it sounds like anxiety. You may not be having a heart attack. You may need to go see a counselor or see a therapist, and that you know, and that person, that professional, can help you. Um, Something you you said really uh, had me thinking, and you said mental health check. Mm-hmm. The listeners out there, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you know someone. It's playing this podcast, and you just happen to walk by. I hope this part really sticks out. Get a mental health check. Because mm-hmm. what I have translated what you said it, into is a patient came in to, to the nurse practitioner, their doctor, and they end up spending a bunch of money getting tests done, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. wrong. It's like they were chasing a ghost or, you know, some, some invisible man. They can't see what's going on. And they, they mm-hmm. almost wanted to be an ulcer because now it's something physical. They can put a, a name to to something that they believe right. is bothering oh, It's my ulcer. Then let me take a pill for it. Or, oh, you know, I, I almost had a heart attack or I had a heart attack, you know, because, you know, so it's just, it, it's almost like they want it to be something so that way they can work towards, you know, okay, well, I'm going to focus my attention on this. When in fact, it's just that sometimes we just need someone to talk to. Sometimes yeah, that's the, an agreement. Thank you for pointing that out. That yeah, sometimes true. it's a simple answer. So please yeah. get a health check. I mean, even if you're just like, oh, Tia, I don't have any health care, you can Google template, mental health check template, and I'm sure it will come up. And I just thought about that off the top of my head. But if you Google mental health check quiz, it, and you can probably go to, what is it, like WebMD or, you know, countless of websites that can let you take these quizzes, and it can tell you, you know, you're moderately stressed, you have a moderate anxiety or, you know, something like that. So definitely get a mental health check. That's your guys' homework. <laughs> yes. Please go get it. If you go to the doctor, something's not, you know, if you're sick or you get a, a health checkup every year, a yearly checkup, you got to get a checkup from the neck up as well. You know what I mean? Because um, yeah. you do need, Tia is so right. Some people just want a diagnosis. They're like, what is going on with me? I need to know what is going on. Put a name on it. And then when they put a name on it, like, it seems like miraculously, okay, we're going to find a cure for it. You know, and and unfortunately, when you put a diagnosis, a physical um, or a health diagnosis, then it's okay. It's more accepted. But people are so afraid to be diagnosed with a mental health issue or a mental health problem. It should be okay. It's okay. Like, you know, um, it should be accepted. It should be if you do have a diagnosis for a certain feeling or emotion that you have, then you should take care of it. You should find ways to treat it, and there are ways to treat it. So Right, exactly, yeah. which is why I, I want this to be um, okay. I want people to say, I'm stressed, I'm burnt out. I mean, I had friends, uh, I have had friends uh, confiding in me, like, oh, yeah, I had a breakdown, or, you know, I was depressed, or, you know, because they trust me they know that mm-hmm. what they say you know is going to start with Tia you know it's not going to be me going back on social media saying you know like really making it known so that was like okay I know who that person is they know that the trust is there so I also want people to be able to trust 
the nurse practitioners trust their doctor. I mean, every nurse practitioner I had, I absolutely loved. My recent nurse practitioner had moved on to a different position, and I tell you guys, I was so upset. Aww. <laughs> because we had such a great relation, a relationship, and it was funny. One time my mom and my brother came with me because we were going to have lunch after one doctor's appointment, and we were back there talking for so long. My mom texted me, like, what are you doing? So... <laughs> So find something who, find someone who you are comfortable with to talk to. And I said mm-hmm. in many, 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 many podcasts, I understand that there are people, because I, I look at the analytics, I understand there are people who are in certain, you know, cities and places where spirituality isn't a big thing or they're just in like a small town and, and they don't mm-hmm. talk about certain things. So my suggestion is to find a private Facebook group, and I emphasize Mm -hmm. on private because uh, people will not be able to see what you post in there unless they are a member. Okay, so non-members can see the people who are in the group, but they cannot see what you post. And I have not come across a Facebook group that violated those terms of agreement, that whatever is said in the group stays in the group. So one is to... You know, if if you are the type who's like, okay, T, I don't have health care, here are some free ways to help you. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. well, always, there's always a free clinic for one, but I understand that can get crowded and so forth. And what if you're having a stress trigger and it's like 11 o'clock at night? So Facebook private groups, one. Two, get yourself like two to three people who you trust, talk with them. You know, people who want you to succeed no matter what, what, people who will give you unbiased opinions, people who will just tell you, you know, maybe you're just doing too much right now. You probably jumped the gun or whatever the case may be. Or they might tell you, you know what, you're just really overthinking it. I just looked and saw that uh, a trigger for anxiety is just when you're thinking too much. So, again, one is to get a, get involved in a private Facebook group. You can search anxiety, you know, keywords, anxiety, stress, empath, you can do all that. Um, Two, get yourself a couple of close friends. And then three, you know, go to the clinic. Figure out a way where you can get the health care to visit these practitioners. Because if if you look uh, a little bit deeply into what is free with your health care, sometimes seeing these practitioners is free. (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't mm-hmm. realize this until I had I think it was my second foot surgery. I was able to have up to I think six visits for for a, a nurse to come to my home, and I get like three acupuncture visits for free. Like I didn't even know that. So sometimes you just need to read the terms and conditions of your health plan. <laughs> okay, you'll see that you know what I was stressing stressing for nothing. I get X amount of visits for free. So just want to put mm-hmm. that out there. Um, so yes, I no. want to talk about. Uh, yes, I, so I, I want to talk about the, the triggers because before we talk about how we can deal, I mean, Majet and I gave out some ways to deal with it. But before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I really wanted to cover some statistics and you know the triggers because I want people to first understand that it's okay. And I'm going to keep saying this throughout the podcast: it's okay. It happens. Okay, I don't want to just jump to the, here's how you can deal, you know, like there's a magic bullet for it because it isn't. You know, life happens, which leads me to distress triggers. So death of a loved one, divorce, 
loss of job, increase in financial obligations, getting married, you know, you got to pay for the wedding, all that other stuff, <clears throat> moving on, moving to a new home. Again, you're going to get rid of some old stuff. That's emotional and stressful. Chronic illness or injury, emotional problems, depression, anxiety, grief, anger, etc. Um, for the anxiety goal setting, sometimes we are in a comfortable zone and we don't have goals. And then when time passes, we look back and think, oh, I didn't do anything for the last three years. You know, that, you know, I, I didn't do anything for the last three years and now I'm 25, I'm 30, 35, 45. Health and news, as we were just saying, just minimize or eradicate watching the news. Loss of coping, okay? Anxious thoughts, all right? So those are some of the triggers uh, between stress and uh, anxiety. So these are really life cycle concerns that can trigger people, like death of a loved one. That's a life cycle. People are going to die, divorce. That happens to some people. Loss of job. That these are cycles of getting married, getting a new home. These are all cycles, Midget. So, how can knowing that these are the triggers of stress and the triggers of anxiety, thinking too much, not coping? Now that we know these and that they're really just parts of life, how can we deal with stress and anxiety? Like, I there there are so many things that can um, that can stress someone or. There's so many triggers, and everyone has their own triggers um, for their anxiety. And then we start feeling like we're losing control of our lives, and then um, and then negative thoughts start taking over, and then we start to worry. And that's one of the um, the, the signs or symptoms that um, the, or the feelings that anxious people have. And um, and these things and this anxiety. Um, happens because there's roots to it that something happened to you in your past um um negative self-talks come from you know from what we heard from our teachers parents peers um the society had been telling us um since we were kids and we started we started believing those and then when um and then started having this mistaken belief um that is keeping us from living our lives and making us really anxious and stressed that um, you know, a lot of times. So when you start feeling these triggers or you start feeling anxious or stressed, um, be aware. I always tell my clients, you know, be very aware and be more, more mindful. Being aware is knowing what your triggers are. If you know that um, something is about to come up that will trigger your anxiety or your stress, um, prepare for it. And mm-hmm. here are some tools that um, you can keep or you can, you know, put in your pocket, keep it with you if you start feeling any anxiety that starts to creep in. Um, one of them is challenge your thoughts. Um, when you start thinking this negative thoughts or started, um, you know, like saying to yourself, I can't do it, um, I'm afraid of this, um, give me an example. Give me an example, Tia, that will make you think negatively. Um, well, I, no, I know. Like, oh, okay, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Oh, I, I was going to say one thing that stresses me out recently and caused me some anxiety is uh, finding things to wear because I yeah. had a foot surgery in the fall, like just weeks before winter. And so for three and a half months, I wasn't allowed to walk. So I went from going to the gym every day, and I had social media proof. So every day on Snapchat, I I just had my piece. And I was just saying, all right, we're getting it in at the gym. I was doing it every day and checking in that Facebook. That was my form of accountability. So I went from that to nothing at all, to, like, not walking zilch. And mm-hmm. I just started walking, I guess, four weeks now. But I was doing physical therapy, so... <clears throat> A challenge that I have is, oh, my God, when I'm speaking, standing, talking to someone, I know that I have all this extra weight now. Like, even though people say, oh, like, you lost weight, I wear a lot of black. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I was uh-huh. on the scale. I know I gave So, you know, distress and anxiety of, okay, high-performing, going to the gym, working out, you know, doing my physical therapy to nothing at all, and then trying to get on that rebound, that's stressful. That's that's like, okay, mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up. That was out of your control, okay? Right. Getting anxious, mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I don't want to wear that, even though it's my favorite thing, because it's, it's, it's going to cling to my stomach. And it's like, relax. You right. didn't walk a quarter, you know, like a, <laughs> you know, right. a quarter and a half, you know, so... Oh, Really, really good. That is actually a very good example, and you you already have tools that you use to um, to challenge those thoughts. Like what I was hearing was that um, you know, like um, you haven't been going to the gym because of the surgery you had on your foot. Therefore, it's stressful to find an outfit that you could wear that people will not think that oh my gosh, you gained so much weight. You know, like this is in your brain. This is what your brain is telling you. Oh, they're gonna say that I gained weight. Well. I haven't been to the gym in so long because of this foot surgery. So you're going to challenge that thought. Like, people are going to talk about me. Oh, my God, people are going to say bad things about me. People are going to see how bad my skin is right now. You know, and and that can cause anxiety and stress, and you have to challenge that thought. Like, challenge it, and you already are doing that. Well, guess what? I haven't been to the gym because I had foot surgery, but I still look fabulous. You You know, I'm going to find an outfit. I wear black. And I'm going to look fabulous because I haven't been to the gym in so long and I don't care what people say. You're going to challenge your other people or just challenge yourself saying that um, I I look fine. Like I don't um, challenge your thoughts that I look, oh, my God, my, my daughter's knocking. I'm sorry. But anyways, um, you know, and for me, like when I say I am, um, for example, like I'm conscious or I'm very anxious about, you know, there's, people that have my face and people will see this you know and it's so big it's bigger than my whole face um but then I would challenge that thought and tell myself that's not true you know like um people don't see that they see my beautiful smile instead of the zit that I have on my nose so you're saying a mantra hello I like that yeah I I like that a lot yeah so Say your mantra. Now, usually when you're having some self-doubt that starts to creep in and and you start telling yourself, you just start telling yourself that I am just doing my best. Say that. That's my mantra. I do my best. I am just doing my best. I'm doing my best this week. I'm trying my best. I'm doing my best. So just keep saying a mantra that you, that resonates with you and that you love and easy for you to remember. So when you start having self-doubt, just say it. Say it, and next thing you know, your brain will believe it, you will believe it, and and things will be so much better. 
And sometimes when we cannot control things, we can't control everything. You have to remember that. And, and you know, and when, and this is one of my um, problems. Like when I was a kid, I was worried that my parents are not going to come back. Like my parents went to work and they're not going to come back home. And, and, you know, and that would make me really, really anxious. And that's out of my control. So what did I do? I prayed. You know, I don't mm. know if there, we have a lot yeah. of um, spiritual people here. Um but I do pray. Sometimes we have to let go and let God, whatever yeah. God is for you, whoever God is for you, I just say a prayer because you can't control yeah. everything. And then another thing, another tool that you can have is to listen to positive things, read positive things, um, read positive books. Example is Brene Brown's book. She has amazing books and that can um, give you some, that makes you feel good. Listen to some podcasts that makes you feel good. And here's, Gia loves this, um, watching inspiring videos. Um, that, that is a tool that you can keep with you that, that can lessen your anxiety and stress. And lastly, I want you all to breathe. Sometimes you forget to breathe. Sometimes I forget to breathe. Actually, I forget to breathe a lot. Right now, I'm forgetting to breathe. <laughs> so I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to take a moment and just take a breath. And when you breathe in, you breathe in for four seconds, you know, breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold it, hold it for six seconds, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then exhale longer, exhale, oh, exhale for eight seconds, and that can actually refocus your mind, can decrease your heart rate, because when you're anxious and stressed, your heart rate is to the roof. Um, so breathe. And if you have an iPhone, if you have um, an iWatch, set a reminder to breathe every hour. And if it's in, on a more stressful day or week, set it, set it every 30 minutes. And just take a moment and breathe. I yeah, love that. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that because... <laughs> Yeah. Now I was taking deep breaths as, as you were saying it, and I love that because everyone has their own trigger and things are out of your control. But also, we can't avoid it. For example, this morning I was going to work, and I really just wanted to shake this guy, and it's like, why are you doing this to me? But he was just doing his job. So the custodial <laughs> worker mopped the platform. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you this platform was so wet, I was so paranoid that I was going to fall. Because like you were saying, a past event would, you know, trigger something right now that would make you think, like, oh, my gosh. And there wasn't the, you know, slippery, wet floor, yellow sign there. I just got off the train. And, of course, it's early in the morning. So, you know, you're getting you're getting your thoughts together. So I just see this glare coming from the floor. I'm just like, what is this? Like, oh, my God, the entire platform's wet. And I'm just like in my mind, I'm losing it. Of course, on the outside, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and The Departed, where he just like, and you know, on the inside, my hand, you know, his hand shaking, but on the outside, I'm like this, and he has his hand sticking out. I was like, damn, like if I fall one more time, I'm just gonna cry. I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm going to cry. I'm gonna sit here, and my clothes are gonna be wet. Someone's gonna have to come and get me off this floor because I'm just gonna sit here and you know cry because I, I quit, I quit. <laughs> foot surgeries I just started walking I quit like I'm done I don't know what I I quit means right now but it's just like you know what I'm not getting up that's what it means like I'm sitting here you know we're laying here whatever 
But mm-hmm. I remember I did breathe a little bit. I walked a little bit slower, and this is kind of funny, but I saw, and I don't know if this is really true, but I saw this uh, a picture about penguins and how they walk on ice and the snow, how they lean forward a little bit because that supposedly is the way to walk. You don't walk straight because you might fall backwards, but if you lean in a little bit, it helps. I don't know, but... <laughs> I walked, right. I leaned in a little bit. I walked a little bit slower. You know, I figured if someone has a problem with me walking slower, they can walk around. And I want to throw that out there, too. But someone, so if if you're going through one of these, you know, trigger events like me when I saw that platform, just like so much wetness going on on that ground, and you're doing things a little bit slower, if you need to stop to take a deep breath, people can mm-hmm. walk around you. You know, if someone gets mad because you just all of a sudden stop, they're not going to die they'll be okay, you know, they they will make it, all right? So don't feel bad because you needed five more minutes to yourself. Or don't feel bad because you have to go to the bathroom stall at your job and regroup, you know what I mean? Or that five minutes became ten minutes, and then, then you can do it. Like, don't feel bad about stuff like that. I didn't feel bad about walking slow. It was early in the morning anyway. Those people looked tired. They weren't that in a hurry to go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but don't feel guilty is what I'm saying, all right? Don't feel guilty about spending that little bit extra time for yourself. Don't feel silly because you have to take deep breaths, you know, out in public. Don't feel like um, all eyes are on you. Somebody may see you taking deep breaths and, you know, doing a little bit things. They might ask you what you're doing. You get to say, hey, man, look, I just need to take a deep breath. Life's getting crazy. <laughs> you know, you don't have to talk Yeah, and you know what? They you know, who resonate with them. They're like, you know what? You're right. Let me take a deep breath as well. <laughs> Life can be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think sometimes it's, it's the two extremes. It's like people give out too much of the information or none at all. And people are trying to find this happy medium where it's, where it's just you know, I want to explain what's going on, but I don't want to get that deep with certain people. And especially with social media, because it's like, again, it's strange. You either have people who are just telling all their business out there on Facebook, like they're talking to <laughs> Dr. Phil, like Facebook is not Dr. Phil. <laughs> or it's like, you know, not at all. And a person looks like they're standoffish or, you know, whatever the case may be, when really they're just trying to deal with something and they don't know how. So, you know, it's it's okay. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So I want to yeah, do a definitely. Uh, and that's a um like I just want to say that that's a good example of you just seeing that um, shiny floor and it triggers something that oh my god like I fell before and I don't want to fall again and break another foot. You know so. And then, but you challenge that thought and be like, no, I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, uh, you had all these negative thoughts, but you challenge that and you and you change it. And you're like, I'm just going to walk slowly. You know, you took a deep breath and you say, I can handle this. You know, I can I can walk slowly and I'll be okay. So those are, those are great examples that you use to be able to walk on that platform. Well, thank you. you got and- triggered. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But I, I think also it, it had to do with looking at, at, at the bigger pictures. Like, all right, if I don't get off this train, I'm going to be at a completely different stop, which is the last stop. So my stop is the second to last stop. Okay, it's, you know, early in the morning. That means I'm not going to go to work So or I'm going to be later than normal at work. So it's just it's either this or that. So, you know, it's just like – 
so you know, keep in mind the bigger picture too. You know, because I I've uh, read stories about people who don't leave the house for like six, mm-hmm. seven years, and the thing is, mm-hmm. nothing stops. You know, life will still go on. Like if I didn't get off train, if I just said, "Oh my gosh, I'm not getting off at this stop. I'm getting off at the next stop," and then maybe wait for that train to go back to the other side, and then I, you know, would get off the train and do this whole roundabout way, it would add extra time. Was it worth it? Well, mm, at that moment, it really wasn't. At the mo- at that moment, it was just like, okay, I want coffee <laughs> too. You know, I want to get to work you know, so I could get out earlier, you know, so keep in mind the bigger picture, people, you know, because while we do have our triggers, you know, experience that feeling and then, you know, regroup, take those deep breaths, challenge your thoughts, uh, say your mantra, you know, be aware, okay, and also there are people around me, so I was very much so willing to just like <laughs> not take people down mm-hmm. with me, but just have someone like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so um, know your triggers. So to do a quick recap, um, I gave some statistics earlier about stress and anxiety. Millions of Americans are impacted by stress and anxiety. And if I were to do even deeper research, I would learn that there are hundreds of millions of people across the world who are dealing with stress and anxiety as empaths, people who feel on a deeper level. So the stress for them is more intense. Um, It's good to know your triggers. While there are the common life cycle triggers, like death of a loved one, that's going to cause stress and anxiety, losing your job, increased financial obligations, getting married, new home, these transitional things that happen in life will trigger stress and anxiety. Okay, and people's stress and anxiety are normal. <laughs> it's normal things that happen to people. Okay, it's just you just imagine a scale. Like, okay, getting married, that may be a lot of stress for you. That may be number eight because you're just like, okay, uh, I got to find a venue. Um, I want to get my wife the wedding that she wants, you know. I want to go on the, the bachelor party, the bachelorette party. You know, there's a lot of things that go on. Or even moving into a new home, you got to. Sometimes people have to apply for the, the loans. So it's like, oh, we got to get our paperwork together. There's a lot of stuff involved, you know. Okay, how many bedrooms do I want? What neighborhood do I want to live in? If I'm going to have kids, what's, what's the school district like there? It's so much extra work. Okay, so there are, it, these are common things, you know, thinking too much. I am, as I tell people, a chronic overthinker. I told my VA, like I interviewed her, but I also told her about myself. I, I told her I'm the person who hops over the fence when the gate is unlocked. Like, I don't even go, I'm like, oh, we got to go hop over the fence. Like, Tia, did you check the gate, the lock on the gate? Mm -hmm. Like, no. So, you know, these are common things, but as long as we know our triggers, okay, so this is really about Mm -hmm. being honest with yourself. Know your triggers, okay, because you might not have experienced a death in the family or you may never, ever experience a divorce, you know, but you may experience something else that triggers, you know, something in you. So um, be aware of that. Get a mental health check. It's okay. Um, <clears throat> you can get some of these uh, uh, templates 
or quizzes you can take. You can take a quiz for just about anything nowadays. So, you know, don't stress yourself out over, you know, a doctor's appointment visit or, you know, whatever the case may be. You can always ask them to bill you, you know, so there's a lot of things you can do when it, so that way you don't have to stress yourself with money concerns, okay? Um, use Facebook uh, for news. So if you're an empath who gets triggered watching the news, I know certain uh, parts of the news just makes me so angry. It's just like, why do people like that exist on the earth? Okay, so if you're someone who's like that, let Facebook be your news. It's only about a day time gap or a few hours time gap. I know it's between what I see on um, Facebook and then what happens on the news. So I usually see stuff on social media first is what I'm saying, and then the news later. Like I would see stuff on Twitter and Facebook before I see it anywhere else. So if you want to know, like, the hottest trends, you know, what's really going on in the world – Get yourself a Twitter uh, account, get on Facebook, and, you know, just let the rest take care of itself. Um, When you have to deal with these triggers, there are several things, several uh, tips Majette and I gave you. So you got to look at the root of the problem. Majette was talking about uh, a current trigger has to do with a past issue. So for me, it was the foot issue. Okay, so I... First injured my foot back in 1999, and I don't even want to tell you guys how many foot surgeries and crap I've been going through since then. So do the math, 1999, and now it's 2017, I'm still dealing with foot issues. So you can imagine my emotion when I saw that heavily wet floor (laughs) platform on the subway system. So just, you know, imagine that. So you had to go to the root of the problem. Once you know your trigger – and then you learn the root of the problem, you can be more aware, okay? You can say mantra. You can pray. So the key is to prepare, you know, be ready so you don't have to get ready. So come up with a mantra. Yeah, that's part of your homework. So besides getting a mental health check, come up with a mantra for your trigger. Say a quick prayer. I actually have um, a prayer tattooed uh, on me because it works like a charm. Um, Breathe. And challenge your thoughts, okay? So Mm -hmm. um, that's what I really want to bring in for this podcast because I get it and I know that more people experience this than, I don't want to say that they're willing to admit, but then they know. I don't think they know that it's anxiety and stress, and that's what I really want to point out here because so many people go untreated. Yeah. It's, it's a very serious matter, and if you go untreated, it will only get worse. Um, and the, then it will really be out of control, and it will be hard to um, find treatment for it. So um, when you start feeling that you need help and it's getting life is getting overwhelmed, then seek out um, someone who can help you. Speak to someone. It could be a friend. It could be a spiritual advisor. It could be a counselor. Sometimes if you don't know, um, a lot of people actually don't know what is causing their anxiety, what is causing the stress. Um, they subconsciously, um, they don't know why the triggers. They don't even know the triggers. Um, and the, and sometimes you do need to to find the root of it for us to understand why we're doing specific things, why we feel specific things or a specific way. There are reasons. And 
And sometimes knowing and understanding the reason behind it helps us and be and cope, help us cope with anxiety and stress um, that we're having. Um, and I just want you to remember um, one of the mantras. Um, I want to share this before I go. Um, that I say to myself because I too suffer from suffered from anxiety, and I do seek help. I get up, I go to a counselor, and I speak to them. And I thought these are the tools that I use, just like what Tia had said: challenging your thoughts, saying mantra, saying a prayer, reading positive things, and breathing. These are my tools that I use when it starts to creep, when anxiety starts to creep. And this is the mantra I tell myself: You are safe. You are mm. infinitely loved, and there's no way you can make a mistake. And that is actually by Martha Beck. And uh, when I'm feeling like I can't, I, um, at a loss, I say this mantra, and it kind of, you know, it it tells my brain that everything will be okay. And I have a friend like Tia who tells me that everything will be okay, my jet. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. I I love that. So. You know, guys, uh, hit pause, rewind, write it down, type it in the note section. <laughs> okay, <laughs> on your phone, make sure you had that uh, at the ready. So, uh, two events I want to tell you guys about before we leave you guys. Uh, join us for the third annual Diva Girl Conference in Philadelphia. It's on May 20th. And as I said in previous podcasts, I know it's, I guess, weeks away now, a month and a couple of weeks away. But women come from out of state and out of country to come here, so make sure you get your tickets, make it a girl's road trip, whatever you want to do, but get there. (laughs) So the uh, Diva Girl Philly Conference is a full day of fun, empowering, and educational classes, workshops, seminars, and local vendors to help unleash your sexy within. We promise that you will be inspired by 25-plus fabulous presenters and 30 companies and brands specializing in areas of dance, fitness, nutrition, wellness, empowerment, and self-esteem. You can learn more and get your tickets by going to their Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Diva Girl Philly. So yours truly, Majette, is the one hosting this event. So I hope to see you guys there. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So it's going to be at uh, WeWork in Northern Liberty. So um, we would love to see you guys there. And uh, the Creativepreneur Summit at Sea, Expand Your Brand for Speakers, Authors, and Live Streamers, is a five-day cruise to the Bahamas, which takes place August 28th 8th to September 1st. And we are leaving out of the port of Miami. I want to have, you know, I'm going to manifest this. I will have a home in Miami, you know, Next to like Puffy and Naomi Campbell, we went past their house, and I was just like, oh, "That's the life." The yacht in the back. <laughs> but anyway, we will be stopping at Nasu Coco Cay in Florida Keys, and then of course returning to Miami. All right, so day one is a meet and greet. So we're just meeting you guys. We're gonna be talking, you know, uh, small talk, big talk, in between talk. So that way you are comfortable with us, the host. I'll be co-hosting this event. Uh, make yourself comfortable with the panelists because we want this to be something where you will leave with a new friend, a new business uh, uh, 
collaborator, you know, something to that effect. We don't want you to just come and then leave and feel like you didn't get anything out of it. So we're going to have meet and greet. Day two is build your own speaker's platform and elevator pitch competition. So we're going to help you build uh, your your speakers' um, engagement, build uh, ways for you to find your audience, build ways to help you just become a better speaker. And, of course, everyone needs their elevator pitch. It's gold. Okay, so uh, day three is the productive bit breakfast meet. So uh, day three, we are only going to have breakfast with you guys where we're going to talk about um, day two. If you have any follow-up questions, we will already be in the Bahamas. So we don't want to keep you guys there all day for uh, uh, the conference. We want you guys to have fun. We want to have fun in the Bahamas, my co-host and I. So it's just a productive preface meet. Day four is build your live streaming universe and authors roundtable and competition. So this is where we get you guys to get comfortable with live streaming. Some people are okay with live streaming, and they are – the, the people who say, oh, I get on live stream whether or not I have on makeup and, you know, my hair is a mess, that's cool. Some people are just like, no, I can't do it. So I want people to find their happy medium. You know, I don't want people to think that because they follow one person or one person is an influencer that, you know, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. I want to present options. I want people to be able to understand how they can use live stream on various platforms because each live stream is different. You're not going to live stream the way you would live stream on Instagram on Periscope. It's slightly different. So we're going to get people comfortable with that, especially since they can't see the people on the other side. table. So if you are an aspiring uh, writer or if you already wrote your book and you hit a uh, plateau, that's what we're there for. We have seasoned authors, people there who won uh, literary uh, awards, who are going to be on a panel. It's going to be fun and a competition. So if you are interested in coming to the Creative Panor Summit, send me an email at summitcruise at gmail.com. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-C-R-U-I-S-E at gmail.com. And if you do want to speak as a panelist, Again, same thing. That's the email who you want to, where you want to send your inquiry. And please uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. We're also available on Google Play and TuneIn. Majet, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is such a pleasure. I always have fun. Thank you, thank you. And I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. All righty. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings. Tonight going out is out. Wingstop is up in the flavor of your cruise night in. So get lemon pepper, OG hot, mango habanero, or any of Wingstop's legendary flavors. Introducing Wingstop's Big Night In Bundle. 25 boneless wings and your choice of three craveable flavors and three delicious dips, all for just $15.99. At participating locations, only at Wingstop. 
Order online at wingstop.com and let DoorDash deliver your flavor. Just choose delivery at checkout and get at it. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.